You're listening to Drama podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. I don't know what that was. Um, but we are here to talk about episode fifteen. Oh 15? my gosh! One we have five? watched fifteen hours of this movie. Plus, mm-hmm. it's, it's usually like an hour and plus like two or three minutes or something like that, right? It's never a clean yeah. hour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think there's like one or two episodes that's only like 58 minutes, but mostly, yeah. It's strange how they fluctuate so much sometimes between the episodes. Yeah, I agree. they do. They not have to like account for advertisements like we do. They do it in Korea. It's not like a clean hour like in America. It's like they might have a show that goes on for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, what? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's then a, it's the next show just of... starts at a random time. Um, that's what it feels like. From what I remember, it's just, it feels like wow. sometimes a show will start at like, you know, 4.20 p.m. I don't know why that <laughs> came up. But. 4.20. Yeah. <laughs> 4.20. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I do love how, you know, Korean dramas in general, but especially Secret Garden seems to like to take on, like it wears different masks. Mm. You never know mm. what you're going to get mm. each episode. Mm-hmm. This one started off kind of like this creepy sinister horror vibe yeah 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 Yeah. um it's horrifying maybe because hottie starts out this episode and we didn't know he's gonna (laughs) i think that's the first i think i think that's the first time (laughs) that we've seen this is the earliest we've ever seen hottie in an episode and gotta say big two big thumbs up on that like more yeah that uh, but John Mayer and Hottie have recognized that something is different about Grunge Princess and Richie, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't get spotty switching right away, which I guess makes sense. Um, but John Mayer's first reaction is like, we got to call Party Doctor, get her in stat. You need to be hospitalized. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that given his history, I mean, I, I don't know if hospitalization, but, you know, calling his doctor, I think makes sense. Um, but Richie, the body, who is grunge, the soul, confesses immediately to the body switch and then quotes some conversation that only John Mayer and grunge princess has had. So to prove that she's grunge princess uh, and he seems to believe it. Meanwhile, Hottie guesses that grunge princess had some kind of head injury while she was doing stunts, which is leading to her weird behavior, which, again, that could be a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um. But Grunge Princess, the body, shows Hottie that she she has Richie's phone because she is indeed Richie and confesses to the body switch. Hottie doesn't seem as convinced. You know, Hottie is very reasonable. He's like, body switches doesn't exist. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he is, he, as we recall, has the looks and the brain. He has it all. He's um, got it all. And he has an engineering degree, I believe, mm-hmm. too. Let's not forget. Bilingual. Yeah, master's Two degrees. He, Beautiful yeah. hair. Beautiful hair. Um, oh, so, so that's how you interpreted it. That's interesting. I thought oh. I thought that um, Oscar's react, John Mayer Oscar's reaction was like, yeah, like you should freak out. But then, uh, and I thought, oh, Hottie's kind of like, he doesn't seem too flustered for some reason, but... It's because he doesn't really believe what they're saying. Ah. Yeah, it seemed to me like Hottie thought that everybody was like conning him. Like he, they were like pulling one over on him. And he was like, I I, I really enjoyed uh, both John Mayer and Hottie's acting in these scenes because yeah. both of them were like, they're like varying disbelief was really, I enjoyed it a lot. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Did you also enjoy the fact that I don't think... We've seen this until now, but Hottie smiles for the first time. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going to go, but yes, I did enjoy that. <laughs> where did you think he was going to go? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go to Richie wearing a double cardigan, which I thought was a very interesting choice. Oh. Like he has a cardigan under another cardigan, but somehow his <laughs> sleeves aren't bunchy, which 
How do you do that? Maybe mm. one of the cardigans is a vest. You know what? Okay, mm. I'll tell you the se- the secret is. Oh. Um, you go to the these like Korean market stores, uh, uh, from like ten years ago. I don't think they exist now. They probably do, but they'll sell attire and wardrobe outfits where it's like it looks like it's like, for example, um, a cardigan over a cardigan, but it's really just actually one cardigan, but just sewn so that it looks like you're wearing cute mm. things. It's these are like kind of like prefabricated, pre-cut things that make it gives the illusion of you're wearing another layer over a layer. But it's really just one magical. Layer. I used to have one of these that oh, I think I think I my mom probably bought it like JCPenney or something like that. But it was like uh, uh, wow. it was like a button up shirt under like a V-neck sweater. Mm. And it was all one piece. Yeah. And it that. has like, yeah, and it has like little cuffs on it, too. So yes. it really looks like, you know, you're, you're yeah. wearing two shirts, but you're wearing. Shirt. I also I have this thing for my grandma, which I could show you, but I won't. But it's just a turtleneck. <laughs> But it looks, it's just like the collar part of a, a dickie. turtle. <gasps> Is that a thing? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I've worn these as well. Um, at <laughs> least that's what my mom called them. Uh, but like, yeah, dickie is like, uh, assuming this is the same thing, Kathy, as what you have. It's like a turtleneck plus like, yeah, just the, just like the collar area and you wear it underneath like a sweater or something. So you don't get too warm. Yes. This is what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I hope you still wear that. I haven't yet. I've been waiting for it to get colder. So hopefully yeah, soon. It is 100 degrees in Los Angeles. Presently. Yeah, it's too hot. Too hot, like hottie. Who too is hot that? John Mayer's house, because they're now together. John Mayer, hottie, Grunge Princess, and Richie are all in one place to explain the body switch, um, which it feels like everyone starts to get on board. John Mayer gets really embarrassed that Grunge the Soul saw his penis uh yeah. <laughs> i love how that's such a oh my god <laughs> like i don't know it's like he really freaks out he's yeah. like yeah oh no which is also funny because like i think this is uh i can't remember if this is before or after this but also like uh grunge the soul is trying to also prove that she uh or maybe i can't remember okay maybe it's grunge or maybe it's hottie somebody or maybe it's grunge or maybe it's uh uh Richie, but somebody's trying to prove that they know John Mayer by saying that he can't sing high notes and he had his muscles photoshopped on a magazine cover. And he said, not just yeah, my yeah, fans, yeah. but everyone in the country knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It always, <laughs> there's that, 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 that uh, Oscar John Mayer, but um, it's like, yep, there he goes. There he goes. We love him for it. His, he's do. his we own anti fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be a real fan to yourself, John Mayer. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, we find out that the roommate has been promoted to be in charge of the VVIP lounge, which is very exciting. She's out to some cafe with uh, Secretary Kim, who is really growing on me, and I love him very much. Oh, Um, my gosh. And he shows that his love language is gift giving because he gives her some boots uh, so that her feet because her feet will (laughs) be tired. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine she's allowed to wear them. They're like huge Ugg boots. Yeah, well, he said that they were they were for walking to and from work. Um, Very sweet. And then she was like, she was like, oh, it's such a burden for me to wear boots like this because I'm so cute. And then everybody like is like, oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, cute. that's their cute little way of flirting all cutesy with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they have alerted HR because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're getting serious. Um, and that, but but wait, then she's mad at him for getting the gift. Well, he, he, I think she's mad because um, he says that he's like in a show of bravado. He's trying to impress her and say, I was about to quit when. They, oh, when, right, right, right. If they were going to fire you like we're a package deal. But then she's like, no, like somebody has to make money. <laughs> like, Don't be an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Very down to earth. I love that about her. She's and like, she, someone's got to pay rent. She mm-hmm. says she says. Do you buy rice with love? No, you buy it with money. Yeah, you know yeah. who she would get along with, ironically, is I think evil Ann Taylor Loft mom. They would I be was like just thinking that. Buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's definitely got hints of what I understand to be a very strict Asian mom. She's got like, she's starting to build this, even mm-hmm. though she's only like, I don't know, 25 or how old or ever old mm-hmm. she is. Yeah. Planted. Yeah, the seeds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of evil Ann Taylor Loft mom, she's doing some meditative flower arrangement next to Kristen yeah. Chenoweth. Um, <laughs> and then Kristen Chenoweth is giving this very nice lesson in boundaries, telling her, telling evil Ann Taylor Loft mom, which is a nickname that is too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> evil perfect. Ann Taylor, E A T L M. Is that longer? Is that, I don't know. Italy. Uh, Italy. Italy. Oh, sure. Italy. (laughs) I can never go there ever again. Why not? Well, COVID. Oh, right. That's why. Yeah, that's true. But when they were open, they did have delicious pastas. And pizza. (laughs) Oh, I never had their pizza. Gotta give it up. Um, Well, so Kristen Chenoweth is giving Italy... (laughs) <laughs> a lesson in boundaries, telling her to leave Richie and Grunge Princess alone, and you know she's only making it worse. But then Italy finds out that Kristen Chenoweth is scheming, so she's not giving her advice in good faith, and she's like, Mm-mm. "No, no, no." I for- I, and I completely had forgotten about this. I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, the aunt is trying to like get Park the Narc to be the president of the mall, so that." John Mayer can be the vice president of the mall when he. I mean, neither one of them have any skills for this job no 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 yeah it's just a mom trying to get a son a job even though i mean he's kind of got one but she's she doesn't see too much longevity he does have one he's a freaking pop star yeah Yeah. but she sees this more as fun and she does go over to john mayer's studio to deliver everyone gifts and be like isn't it time you quit this hobby of yours which is like Mm -hmm. very condescending yeah um but John Mayer also does not want to quit. He is not into what his mom's plans are. And he's like, instead, I do want to apologize to every person I've wronged. <laughs> and and in, I love it. I love it. And truly in like the most stunning show of an assistant I have ever seen, the assistant of the manager hands him over a typed running list of everyone he's wronged, everyone John Mayer's yeah. wronged. And it's like pages long. And I'm like, give this dude a raise if he's oh, just yeah. that, compiling that. Oh, there's like, yeah. There's like a star rating like a, of how severe the, the, the wrongdoing was. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy needs an administrative award because I was just so impressed that he just had that ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very... It's it's very impressive. And I believe I remember John Mayer saying something like, oh, like, oh, is like this is this is this is a lot of people. And the guy was like, yes, it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um also I had a question about this scene. Um because the mom, the aunt brings in these this box and then they take out like packets and they start drinking out of the packet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah, yeah. in the packet? Cuz oh, I've never seen God. anybody drink anything out of a packet before. So silly. I mean, it's like a one, you know, it's a it's a nice gift gesture thing to show up to you know a place with like a gift and usually that that gift if you're like if you got money or like you really are trying to show how much you care about somebody's well-being is is like a a box of like ginseng like drinkable ginseng or some sort of other kind of like herbal you know tonic thing that's gonna improve your health in some vague Mm. uh, ambiguous fashion so, Interesting. You know, my yeah. mind has been colonized so far that when I think of ginseng, I only think of Snapple, and I like truly forgot <laughs> that it was something you could just drink. That's the power of marketing. Snapple. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So he just downs it. It's like it's like a small shot. It's like it's not a beverage. It's like it's very bitter, right? And then it tastes horrible, but it's good for you. So that's supposed to be like a great gift idea. Um, well, and, that dude, the manager is stressed out constantly. So, like, anything yeah. he can do to help out is like, yeah, dude, you you should drink that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like eagerly showing her, like, yeah, I great thing. Thank you for the gift. One bottoms up, and <laughs> he tears into it. Just yeah. I I will now hope that one day, uh, someone cares enough about me to to gift me a packet of ginseng as as this man was gifted. Mm, mm. So when you'll know you've made it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, the flip side of that is, it's like, it could be perceived as like, like, oh, you think I'm old and like, I'm, my health is like declining. How well, that guy you? has, as Kathy said, very bad health because he's constantly extremely stressed out. He just gulped it down. Like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I needed this. Yeah. He's like, I know. I'm so <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. Doesn't even have time to be offended. He's no. like, yep. Yeah, like, 
Yep. I'm, I'm running on borrowed time. I need this yeah. to like lengthen, oh, no. you know, yeah. like in a video game when you drink it and it like adds time. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Potion of healing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like uh, going up. Well, John Mayer thinks like him apologizing to everyone will help him get back with blazers, which is like, again, just apologize straight to her. <laughs> like, why are we yeah. going around? But he starts <sighs> by apologizing to his manager and the assistant, which I think is very kind. Mm. You're like, oh, here's where we'll start. I-, I like how the manager pinches his assistant assistant's cheek to make sure he's like not dreaming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's funny. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bernie goes to Blazers and refuses to sign her contract, but agrees to find all the people that Noodles Nancy has victimized to try to help John Mayer. Right? That's like their little scheme that they come up with. That's how I understood it, yes. Yeah. So then we go back to Grunge and Richie, and there's like a, they do so many temporary switchbacks in this episode. It gets Mm -hmm. so confusing. Mm. Yeah. But we have switched back. We have temporarily switched back. So this is a flashback to where Hottie and Grinch Princess are talking about the dangerous realities of being a stunt actor. And Hottie is saying that he wishes she would quit to stay safe, which I guess is kind of sweet. But Grunge Princess also gets the uh, final callback to Dark Blood. That's like really yes. exciting for her. Yeah. Amazing. And then I don't want to get ahead of myself. Oh, I mean, if you want to, I would allow it. Well, I like I'm just going to say that, like, it, you know, I I really liked like Grunge's reasoning. I don't maybe this is getting ahead of myself already of like she says (laughs) at some point in this episode, she says something like, you know, it's not even uh, it's less important to me whether or not I actually even this is getting ahead of myself. She. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. wait <laughs> no, no, no. What? Wait, now you're you not getting ahead of yourself. I don't think you're getting ahead. Because that's my next You're getting ahead of yourself. She's talking about why she wants to. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I I had something written in my notes above this first. So that's why I got confused. But yeah, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, just go to the audition and stand there. Like just being at the audition is like that, that like e- just being able to be at the audition, like that's. That's really like my biggest goal. It doesn't even so much matter to me if I like book the part. Right. Just go stand there. And in my mind, I was like, I think that it's better if you don't go than if you just go there to your action acting audition. And then instead of doing action acting, you just simply stand there. Yeah. But also, I would say a healthy mindset for an actor who probably. Oh, yeah. Auditions. And can I just say it is so it's just so great, Kim, that you couldn't get ahead of yourself if you tried. I couldn't. You oh my goodness. Not. I couldn't have gotten ahead of myself if I tried and I did try mm-hmm. and there is something else but that will come later. Um, Are you getting mm-hmm. ahead of yourself now? But that was a very uh, important lesson that I learned when I was in college to learn acting was uh, one of my teachers said to us like you should always treat oh gosh now my memory is so shot. Maybe this is my acting teacher in Los Angeles. Um some acting teacher I've had at one point who uh, made a big impact on my life. Said, <laughs> Very big. Said Very big. to us, she was like, Mind blowing. Uh, it's not, if you're an actor, like your job is auditioning. And then if you book yes. something, that's just the bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Booking is the vacation. Your job is to audition. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I- I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Grunt really takes this to heart. And then they switch. Again, so they are switched now. Um, and Hottie calls, but is talking to Richie. And he's like, I don't like this. Let's text like the true millennial he is. Um, and he's like, we're having an action school audition meeting. Come over. So they go to the action school. It comes out that Richie has been training Grunge Princess because Hottie's like, what are you going to do about this audition? Are you because you're switched? You can't. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And at first, Grunge Princess is trying to play it off. Like, she's like, we'll have switched back by then. Don't worry. But it comes out. The truth comes out. It always comes out. And Hottie is upset that Richie the soul is going to go to the audition. And Richie had previously not wanted to do the audition. But now seeing that it upsets Hottie, he's like, I'm going to do it. Richie the soul. So Grunge Princess mm-hmm, is the body. Mm-hmm. But Richie the soul is like, yeah, I'm going to do it to mess with you. Which is like, Richie... Very childish, very mature right there. Yeah. Right? Extremely vindictive. <laughs> and then he pushes it one 
one step further because he's like, I'll do this audition under the condition that we move in together. Which is crazy. Mm. It's wild. And it like starts to get like a little like, like it, it starts to feel a little reminiscent of like, true abuse because he was like truly alienating herself from her life like her roommate mm-hmm. and her school yeah. it's like starting to get a little scary <laughs> but they temporarily body switch back to normal again confusing um and richie is like i want to share a bath i want to share a bed i'm gonna bring my work home so that we're always together and it's like oh no he's gonna kill you he's <laughs> gonna kill he's already wearing your body as it though it is oh, his God. body yeah and i i do just want to go back just a quick second to the sure. scene um, when they're in uh, they're at the action acting school with Hottie. First note, they for sure use a wave tool to to make Hottie's hair look like that. <laughs> no, it's like taken. I was just like looking it at it and I was like, they for it. sure am, they're for sure using a wave tool for this. And I must know what size wave tool it is so that oh. I too can look just like him. Call um, in. <laughs> call in if you know. Mm-hmm. And then number two, I don't know if you guys caught this. But in that scene, Grunge Princess the Body, who is Richie the Soul, is wearing heels. And I was very impressed that Richie yes. was able to walk in the heels. Mm-hmm. I, although I guess it maybe is like more of a this is something that I like constantly got tripped up on with this episode specifically is like, OK, again, like how much of this is like your muscle memory and how much of mm-hmm. this is like your own personal, like your own uh, comfort in your own body. And then how much of it is like mental. Yeah, he. Uh, Richie's soul in Grunge's body seems to have really found a nice, comfortable uh, uh, sweet spot in walking around in heels and dressing up and uh, looking quite fashionable, actually. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. For, for someone who's only great. used to wearing a, a suit and tie all day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or a double cardigan. Whatever double the cardigan. event or calls for. The, yeah, sham or double cardigan. A shiny tracksuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always Highlighter pocket. Highlighter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no Very fashion- more highlighter Very, pocket. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. I will also like to add that I thought it was very admirable in that flashback scene where Hottie's talking to Grunge Princess on that rock when they're hiking. Mm-hmm. And the wind is flapping around and Hottie's hair is all like whipping around his face and stuff like that. The man doesn't blink once. Wow. I'm like, wow. Steve, can I tell you where I thought you were going to go with that? <laughs> where did you think I was going to go with that? I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to go to the sound quality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like That's the wind true. was there and like it did uh, not oh it wasn't an ADR or something you know I, you know I was so mesmerized and glued to his eyeball mm. not blinking because mm. I for sure would have been like ah my eye my hair I, I can't take this uh-huh. mm. but I didn't even notice if the sound quality or the wind was ruffling up the, the audio levels or anything like that I was so impressed also earlier in this episode um, uh, he says um, when Hottie says when they're all together uh uh, Hottie, John Mayer, Grunge, and Richie are all together. Hottie says, uh, John Mayer accuses Hottie of crying, and Hottie says that his eyes are usually damp like this. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's why he didn't have to blink, oh, Steve. He's just natural. Has like, <laughs> he has damp eyes. Unusually damp. Okay. Like blazers. Huh. She doesn't blink mm, either. That's true. I mean, oh. I don't know how they, you know what? Wow. Oh, I mean, got damp like eyes. Deep. I mean, for, for people who don't know, like blinking is kind of uh, a lot of actors' nightmares. Like when you blinking can really throw off the scene. Mm-hmm. And so if you blink too much, it looks whatever. And then um, the blinking has to be almost a deliberate choice, you know? Now I'm really mm-hmm. thinking about my blinking. Me too. I'm like, oh. uh, yeah. Well, good thing people aren't watching us, they're just listening. Yes. Imagine <laughs> us not blinking, true. listeners. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're not open. blinking. No, 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 no. <laughs> But also, like, blazers and hottie cannot be contact lens wearers because your eyeballs are just dry mm. as yep. dry as the desert all day. I mean, does that explain why maybe blazers always looks like she's on the verge of tears? I wasn't sure if that was a deliberate actor's choice. It was just mm. when you have your eyes cranked open the whole time, you just got to you're on the verge of mm-hmm. eyes squirting out, you know. Tears. Yeah. Your eyes are like, feed me, you know, like I need yeah. something. I need moisture. It's a Visine commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a clear eyes commercial, mm-hmm. Ben Stein. Mm-hmm. That's a throwback for you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think this kind of connects because like some when you have to take your contacts out at night or whatever, but at night, 
Richie and Grunge Princess are in bed together. They are temporarily in their normal bodies. And Grunge Princess asks Richie about the meds she found. And Richie Mm. tells her about his claustrophobia, which also includes a risk of heart attack if he's in an enclosed space for too long, Um, which is something I didn't know uh, and sounds very scary. So um, I'm glad he's taking care of that. Uh, I agree. mm -hmm. I I also just want to say, like, I really appreciated that, like, this felt like very uh, useful information on mental health. And I also appreciated um, Mm -hmm. that, like, because he was like, oh, I have claustrophobia. And she was like, oh, isn't that when you're like nervous in small spaces? And he was like, it can actually be like way more serious than that. And I really appreciated that because, you know, people we all uh frequently will will use like mental health terminology to describe like True. oh i have ocd but like mm-hmm. you know you 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 don't necessarily have ocd you just, you just have anal. like particularities or something right. yeah and like recognizing that that uh those can have more serious implications as well i thought that was a really nice a nice moment yeah it was it that was very true. touching and nice and you could tell she like cared about him in that moment um just for that one <laughs> yeah just for that one moment and then we're back because and then we we're back. Switch back so they're switched bodies again, and uh, Grunge Princess, who's Richie the Soul, looks at Richie's body and is like, "Wow, I never knew how handsome I was until I looked at myself." Shows up, it's like you just you really took this moment and torpedoed it, my dude. <laughs> yeah. But torpedoed it. Uh, uh, I love that phrase. Yeah. Well, the next morning, Grunge Princess and Richie are training, and they're having fun. It looks like. Uh, the training is going well, like perhaps they're making some progress. Uh, meanwhile, Richie is at a work meeting with Park the Narc. Um, they're talking about the Lunar Festival, which is like, okay, so did the Christmas deal already pass? Because I was sitting here like a nerd waiting for the Christmas deal. Like if it that rains, the single person gets like stocks or whatever. So Christmas hasn't happened yet, right? Just to well, right. Make but sure, wasn't yeah. it Christmas Eve that one time when for the, um, p- the holiday party? Yeah. Because oh. remember, Blazers brings John Mayer like a Yule log. It is like Merry Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. Mm, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Duh. 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 Because they just did this whole last episode. They just did this whole thing of like uh, ripping off Love Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Christmas is long okay. Gone. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yes. So, so Christmas just- is done. We didn't even see about the raining thing. Although, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm going to save this thought. Um, but a thought <laughs> that I have that's relevant to this moment. You're everybody, on a roll. Everybody can't see this right now, but Kathy and Steve on the Zoom are like, oh, no, Kim is off. She's off. She's a cart without a horse. Oh, I'm impressed, if anything. <laughs> I really too. don't want to get ahead of myself. I really like to go chronologically for mm-hmm. everybody. But something that is relevant to this moment hmm. is when uh, in the scene with Park the Narc, it so, happens so quickly, but he just does this very funny thing with his eyebrows. I yes. I yes. I call it eyebrow gym, eyebrow nastics. Mm. Oh, my like, gosh. I cannot. He's I can like, only move one of my eyebrows. He's like doing like one of those like popping moves with you do with the whole like your, your arm. Like, you know, I, well, obviously, there's an audio podcast, so you can't see, but. <laughs> Just like, imagine if you, know, you just, could in your mind that Steve is trying to show us a dance move mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. That was it right there. <laughs> and speaking of Ben Stein, wasn't he also a prolific eyebrow actor? Oh, was, he oh. does have very prolific eyebrows. So like perhaps this is it's just so kismet that he was brought up. Hmm. That's true. Man. Who knew so, Park the Park the Narc had such talent? Hmm. He's so funny. I love that actor. He's so funny. He's great. He's great in so many little ways. He is. And I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I'll just think about another way. I I have something in mind, but I also will. I'm just going to keep it up here. You guys just keep it inside. And then when we'll get to the part and then you can get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, So during this time, Blazers and Bernie are, you know, striking out on their victims. No one wants to get come out and be public. John Mayer is getting cyberbullied and debates going anonymous oh. and defending himself, which is very sweet. But oh don't do gosh. it. You'll only make it worse. Um, I okay. do like that. He, he tries to sign it before he deletes it. He signs his, uh, you know, pretending to be a fan. He signs his name as five Scott or whatever. But Oscar O is the number five. So it's like a very thinly mm. veiled, hardly, hardly hidden, like like 
thing about mm-hmm. him. It's like he's just signing it as himself. Oscar, wow. get out of here. Oh, man. So we are at another temporary switchback at the training. And Grunge Princess, who is Grunge Princess the Soul and the Body, is getting her hopes up that the um, audition might actually go well. Uh, and then Richie goes back to his gaslighting ways and is like, you loved me the whole time. You were squealing like this inside. It's like, oh, Richie. And like, he just like being like, oh, like how, like how lucky you are that you're ugly and you don't have any money and you don't like, you don't have this and that. And somebody like me who has everything loves you. It's like, this is disgusting. This is, yeah. this is a strange dynamic. It's hard to buy why she, what she sees in him really. <laughs> such a nice moment and once again torpedoes it straight <laughs> down to the bottom of the ocean <sighs> but all the way they do in this moment also figure out that the jeju island wine from the mysterious mm. garden might be the key to their body switching so they take a quick trip finally uh i know Very right quick. well i guess it makes sense because grunge princess thought he had given the wine to John Mayer because that was right. the intention. Um, but then I forgot about that. He comes out and says that no, he drank it, not John Mayer. Um, so they go to Jeju to the mysterious island, but the witch isn't there, nor is her father. It mm-hmm. has a completely different motif. There's no medicinal wine, and there never mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. The person and though, gets very mad. Y- they, they, they're they like asking the woman who does on it they're like do you have a depressed looking ajima that we're here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very funny yeah. and she was truly like i am a small business owner i have stuff to do do not waste my time yeah and i can't blame her no mm-hmm. steve yeah. i have a question Co- yes. about korea <clears throat> excuse me korean stuff korea. <laughs> um well i just i just noticed that in that scene um when they go into what previously was the witch restaurant and is now just a regular restaurant yeah um there are like uh like western style uh table and chairs behind them but they are they are shoeless and um on sitting on a platform with Mm -hmm. a low table in front of them right right and um i have seen uh like low tables and stuff like that but i never seen this like platform type Mm -hmm. type situation before and then i didn't know that um you would take off your shoes to go into the restaurant although that makes sense yeah yeah so a lot of restaurants uh depending on the kind of restaurant it is they'll have a hybrid system where it's like maybe some people want to sit the Western style on chairs and a table. And then maybe, <clears throat> maybe some guests will want to sit in the traditional Korean style where you like, you feel like you're going into someone's like living room or whatever, like, like the old style, like a, like a cottage or a hut or whatever that's elevated. But so you have to take off your shoes and then there's like a c- communal area where everyone's shoes are off. Um, and, and it's safe to like just kind of sit on the floor or with on a cushion on top of the floor, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, um, most people probably, unless you don't want to, you know, sometimes you don't want to take off your shoes too, you know, um, and, and Koreans definitely have those moments as well. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the most part, though, I think the familiar route is to go to the, the raised platform and have a seat comfortable, like Indian style, that kind of thing. Um, and just kind of like feel like you're at mom's kitchen, you know, that kind of thing. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah, you don't see that so much in in uh, the U.S. because you know different rules, different customs. It also um, becomes but if you go like to Korea. Yeah, I, I I would just imagine it becomes a um, ADA issue as well because they have the, those style uh. restaurants in Japan, but there's always like steps to indicate oh, like interesting. this is the no shoe zone. Yes, yeah. So oh, get ready. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, Korea hasn't doesn't have the best track record of uh, you know, following ADA or you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, accessibility. Accessibility. Yeah, being accessible to to people who are not regular able bodied. You know, but, I would venture a guess that the U.S. isn't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, we everyone has a good ways to go, but mm-hmm. yeah, Korea's I think get you know as. When when things like the Olympics happen, that kind of urges a, a sense of like reconstruction of modernity and excess and stuff like that. So that's not happening this year, but whatever. Um, it's it's improving over time. Yeah, 
generally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they kind of strike out with this wine and they return to Seoul. I assume. I, I don't know why I assume that. Uh, they return to wherever the uh, Korean drama is taking place. And how, real quick, how mm-hmm. far of a flight do we think that it is? It's like an hour. Because, oh, just, so, okay. So it's like. Or not, maybe the, not even, maybe less than an hour. It's really quick. So it's, similarly, like if we were just like, oh, let's just fly to San Francisco. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They not did do super, it really quickly. It looked, so fast. It looked like they did it within the same day. Yeah. Yeah, you totally could go within the same day. Yeah. Okay, that makes you feel a little bit less uh, odd about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. I did appreciate in one sense how fast they kind of like did the logical deductions <laughs> of like, okay, if it wasn't you screaming, then who was it? Maybe it was a restaurant. Let's check the alcohol, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I would have thought they would have dragged that whole process out. Instead Why of just was like, your first thought not the witch that you guys met? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guys. Uh, oh, oh my man. gosh. You met a witch in the forest. <laughs> because they pulled this like weird U-turn, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm kind of curious now. Like what they just figured out in five minutes. Now what happens next? <laughs> also, like you're not gonna try to search Jeju for the witch. Like I would like give it a day to be like, you here? You know, like what about yeah. this place? Or yeah. like, oh, maybe we went into the wrong part of this forest yeah hmm. but in any case they give up and they return um at the airport grunge princess's body who is richie the soul says that she'll punish richie the body for this bad idea by hugging him <sighs> and again thumbs down thumbs down big thumbs oh, down man. from us uh but when they return to richie's apartment italy evil Ann Taylor Loft mom is there and she's like you guys can't be here anymore I own this apartment and I don't approve so go find another place to live if you're going to continue So and they- also she's wearing like an enormous bump it yes I've noticed this y'all remember bump it's Steve you got a vacant look on your face yes I was about to ask what are bump it's Bumpets were this thing that I think became popularized in this time period, right? This is 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So this would have been like when bumpets were popular. And a bumpet was a a piece of plastic that was in the shape of like a crescent. And they came in different heights. um, And you would use it either um, usually at the back, like at the crown of your head. um, And you'd tease your hair over it. Um, and it, it would make it so that you have more volume in your hair without having to like go crazy with the teasing comb. And then you have like a a, a, a bird's nest in your hair. So it's like a little bit nicer than that. And oh. Italy mom got like the largest size. you. Could and she's find. got them like all over her yeah. head. <laughs> oh, so the, the way her hair is standing up is because there's a thing there's like a, some sort of brace, some sort of plastic brace in her head. I mean, the hair, the hair department might just be extremely like on it and very good. Um, but also she might be wearing like a piece of plastic underneath mm. her hair to hold it. Or like, like honestly, like because her buns are so big. I always wonder if they're like extensions, you know, like the buns you clip in. Right. Or she has like a sock in there. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a trick I learned from a friend. What? Kim, you got your own hair tricks. I have my own hair tricks. Yeah, you can take. I learned this from. Uh, from uh, a woman that I did uh, uh, community theater with, or I guess we were both teenagers, so, you know, young women. Um, but you can take, like, a sock and cut a hole in the other end of the sock, so there's uh, holes in both ends of the sock, and then you can put your hair through the the sock, and then you just roll your hair around the sock. Huh. Oh, to give like it, a, a little... like, a, a bun-looking effect? Yeah, it makes a bun, and it makes it, like, nice and even. This is They also sell, like... Uh, hair i mean they sell hair in a bun already and then they also sell like special bun uh enhancers the oh. options are really they're really endless so yeah but if you have a, a just a sock like a tube sock cut a hole in the other end you can mm. achieve her look you could and go to ann taylor loft 30 yeah. percent off sale almost all the time i'd be very surprised if she was caught wearing a sock on her head no that's a bump it that's for sure a bump yeah, yeah, yeah. it that is a bump as like it. a designer bump it yeah huh. um so when they arrive to john mayer's apartment he's still in the process of apologizing but he hangs up saying something very funny which is something like i'll apologize to you later sorry i gotta go to whoever he's on the phone with yeah yeah um mm-hmm. which is very fun 
Um, and then the next day, John Mayer meets with a director who he had apologized to previously, and the director gives him some intel on Noodles Nancy um, and tells her he should find the victims, which Blazers is already doing. So whatever, I guess. Um, so that um, inspires John Mayer to join Blazers and Bernie in their attempt to find a victim who will help like uh, come forward and vindicate John Mayer. Um, and there, so they meet with this woman. I think her name is Che, 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 Chetty? Cherin? Cherry, yeah. Cherry? Yeah, because they, they call her Cherry a lot, right? Or. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, she does not like John Mayer because I guess not a lot of people do, which is wild because he's so fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have to work yeah. with him. Unless you have to work with That's him. That's true. Maybe. That is true. Yeah. But maybe you'll get lucky and down the road he'll call you to apologize and then be like, okay, so you accept my apology, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really funny about his apology. I need to check yeah, this yeah. off. Um, but Chairin, um says she doesn't like John Mayer, but will help Bernie and Blazers because she used the same song as uh, John Mayer did, the one that he got scandalized by. And right. I'm not really sure how Noodles Nancy's scheme works. Um by sending well, out the same song? Yeah, it's, it seemed like to me that this is like a massive scam that she runs like with different songs that like, uh, I think it was the director that that Oscar was talking to before he meets up with Cherry is like saying that like, oh, this Noodles Nancy, she will send the same song to a bunch of people mm. and then once somebody releases it be like that's plagiarized got it that's at least the impression that i'm under no that, yeah. that's exactly it is this <laughs> this elaborate scheme really kind of came out of nowhere i feel like yeah because i thought for so long that it was bernie's song right. yeah but oh but maybe bernie's gotten scanned uh, uh maybe he's part of the scandal too then why doesn't he come forward in any case, Jay Reese says she'll come forward. So, you know, that problem's pretty much solved, I guess, if all goes to plan. Uh, and John Mayer's very grateful and yells to her that he'll buy her a bag in um, <laughs> yeah. as a show of gratitude, which fine. Uh, and then like very unceremoniously unceremon kicks Bernie out. He's like, we need Blazers and I need some privacy. So bye bye. <laughs> and Bernie's like, uh, fine and leaves. And then... Um, John Mayer has like a very sweet moment with Blazers where he like sincerely apologizes uh, and he guessed the right thing that of what hurt her. Um, mm -hmm. And then Blazers calls him depressing and hates that yeah. he's remorseful. What the hell? I do think that that's just Blazers like uh, being like putting up a shield like I, I is what I think. But yeah, it was really hard to watch. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, and then Blazers leaves in a huff. Uh, and then Bernie's waiting for her at his her office, and he accuses her of offering him a contract only because John Mayer wanted him. Which, like, I think we already knew that. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, to backtrack between Blazers and uh, John Mayer, um, I I think I want to clarify that she is. Basically, upset that she. It turns out she actually does care for John Mayer. It was, it was mm. kind of like one of those like weird, negative, um, negative statements that don't really mean what they are mm. at face value. Was um, the translation off? Um, it's like she wanted to put up this front this whole time about hating John Mayer, but then now having really felt the apology of it, it's like, she's kind of like hating herself for like still feeling emotions and feelings for him. Mm. So she's kind of like being down on herself, you know, it also seems like Blazer's whole thing has always been wanting to continue to have the upper hand so that she could always, you know, kind of throw it in John Mayer's face and be like, yeah. And that was what she was trying to do with Bernie that he brings up in this next scene is like, right, like she's using Bernie to try to get back at John Mayer. Mm -hmm. um, and when somebody like genuinely apologizes to you for the ways that they've wronged you, it for Blazers, it probably makes it hard for her to maintain that position mm -hmm. when the person 
instead of just continuing to be somebody that she can hate is like trying to redeem himself and and and, and genuinely mm. apologizing for his hurtful actions. Yeah. And then she must feel some level of like, I feel so stupid and wrong now because the apology has been made. Yeah, I just worry mm. for them because I do I do love them and <laughs> think that they want to be together. So like I just feel like Yeah. That's that's something that maybe you say like, I don't know, I need time. You <laughs> know, like give me a second. Ah. And then you journal about it and then you come back. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. Let it set for yeah, a minute. Let it simmer, you know? Let the spices yeah. really get in. It doesn't really seem from what we've learned in the past 15 episodes. That doesn't really seem to be the Korean drama way, though. No, no, no. no Communication? No. No, 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 no. No, no, thank you. No, 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 no. No. Why would I? (laughs) Pass. Mm -hmm. Pass. So this was, I don't know if you guys caught this as strange, but um, Dark Blood, the Dark Blood creative team is here, has come, has landed in Korea. (laughs) And oh, wait, I have one last thing to say about the last thing. I'm so sorry. uh, I just want to say that, um, so Bernie says, or no, sorry, Blazer says to Bernie, like, oh, it seems like you're like being like a jealous, like, it, like oh, you're yeah. like a girl who's jealous mm. of my man or whatever. And he says something to indicate, yes, like that, like, like that, that, that basically is what's happening. And I was like, <gasps> I knew it. Bernie likes John Mayer. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I mean, I have a crush God. on John Mayer. I have Mayer. a crush on John Mayer. So fantastic hair. He's funny. You know, what? I didn't catch that. That's so interesting because then each side has like there's so many love triangles and they like Venn diagram. Beat, they you really know? overlap. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's great, yeah. though. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm so sorry to get ahead of myself earlier, but this dark huh? blood thing caught me so off guard because like this movie didn't film yet, and there are fans waiting at the airport for like <laughs> yeah. the uh, director's yeah. arrival. Like who or the casting director? Like it's like the staff, the, yeah. the PA, the grip. <laughs> like, yeah, what? I was like yeah. so confused why they were so excited. Um, but French Princess and Richie are waiting for their audition. Um, and this is on January first, mind you, <gasps> on New Year's Day. What? Why are they doing this oh. audition on New Year's Day? It's like oh. what? Why? Awful. So the Christmas oh, I completely thing missed that. has happened. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm on this. Yeah, Christmas has definitely happened. Considering the, Kathy, the timeline is, is, we know that the timeline is big. So. You know, I mean, I Christmas will, to New Year's is a quick, very it quick. It is. And I will acknowledge that I was really annoyed for how long they talked about the loan. And here I am talking about this goddamn <laughs> sale. But I was just, they just put so much time into it. I thought it would happen. And I feel very betrayed. Um, also, I agree. Oh, oh, wait. Damn it. Yes. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I was going to get ahead of myself again and I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I just, I just simply, I need to highlight and I'm going to highlight my note. Okay. We all, we, we all get a pass oh, if you want to okay. go ahead. No, I know. I sure oh. don't. Well, mm, didn't take the bait that time. Mm, I, well, <laughs> I was nice try. I see you guys <laughs> trying to get me to get out of myself and I simply won't do it. Well, I'm very annoyed for the actors that they're making them audition on New Year's. Like, how annoying. Like, you have to cancel travel plans and stuff. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I agree. Richie, or, well, Grunge Princess Labati, who's Richie's soul, gets a text from Secretary Kim saying Grandpapa is in the office and he is pissed. Um, So Richie the body decides to go to work and he'll come right back. He can make it before the audition. Um. So Park the Narc is with Grandpapa at the department store, amping up how Richie Rich is just like a little loser, lazy person, is not coming into work, blah, blah, blah. And I love that his sister doesn't take (laughs) any of Park the Narc's bullshit. You know, she's like, Mm. agreed. You cannot be president. Stop it. This is embarrassing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it also seems like this is something that like she's heard him say before and she's like, yeah. oh, my God, this again. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. We already talked about this. Put uh, him on blast. Yes. Well, Richie comes in and smooths things over and it's like, that's all you needed to do. OK. Uh, and Park the Narc seems like legitimately defeated, like in a way <laughs> yeah. that I worry about him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Are you OK? And you should because oh. of what comes next. Yeah. Oh, huh. I wonder what you're thinking of, because my next note is about how Secretary Kim 
details to Richie what happens, and he does very good impressions of Park the Narc. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this too. Like SNL, I got, I got two <laughs> tapes for you right here. Oh yeah. Uh, There's so many shows within the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of you, Kim, but my next thing is that Richie leaves the office. No, you're what? not ahead of okay. me. No, no, no. So yeah, Richie yeah. leaves to go back to the audition. He meets Park the Narc at the elevator bank. Park the Narc, very surprised that he's taking the elevator because remember, Richie has claustrophobia, so it doesn't mm-hmm. normally take the elevator. So Park the Narc leaves Richie at the elevator. Richie enters the elevator. Uh, Park hold, the- on, hold on, hold on. Before oh, we yes, get yes. ahead of ourselves, I do, do want to point out, I want to give props to Park the Narc. Not only for his ama- amazing eyebrow gymnastics. Uh, again, so great. But... He peppers in so many little details about this Park the Narc that I'm starting to like really get attached to him. <gasps> this time, he 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 once he sees Richie and then he run he runs away from the elevator. Mm-hmm. The running is very funny. He runs with like gout leg, mm-hmm. like as if he ate too much meat, and like he's like holding, he's clutching his leg, but like <laughs> I don't like, know what that is. And, like, I don't know if that was ever in the script, but I feel like as a as a, as, a, as a master of the craft, mm. Park the Narc really colored that that life and breathed that life into the script for this character. Like to, he, <laughs> he's really like getting getting the most out of the part, like the small part yeah. that he has. Yes, don't yes. sleep on Park the Narc. As don't I did. not sleep on know. Park the Narc because I did not notice that leg thing. Yeah, I was like, that was so funny. It caught me off guard. I was like, so oh. surprised. His oh running God. is extremely funny. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I think that that actor, he's just making great choices. Man, yeah, he is. He is. He is using his time wisely. Masterclass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. Well, Park the Narc runs to wherever the the department stores like security video villages, where like all the security guards watch the video cameras, and he orders them all to leave, which does not seem legal. <laughs> like I feel like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh-huh. Um, so the security guards all leave and he looks into the video and then the elevator that Richie's on stops. So mm-hmm. Richie hits the call button and immediately guesses, uh, Park the Narc is behind this, which is like, good guess, Richie. That's not where I would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't, isn't it, isn't it true that Park the Narc stopped the elevator? That's, that's, the, that's a big question mark, isn't it? I, I thought that I thought that he did, and I was like, "There's absolutely no way that he knows how to use the cameras yeah. in the security room." Or there's it, no freaking way. Can you do that? Can you just stop a single elevator, like outside of the <sighs> elevator? I don't. I mean, know. There, I'm guessing there has to be a way, right? Because like, if an elevator is being repaired or something like that, but I guess maybe. They would do that from inside the elevator. There's definitely major implications if Park the Narc deliberately stopped the elevator. Which I think that he did. You think so? And that's what yeah. my understanding was. Even I thought I was meant to take like a leap of Korean drama faith and like think that he somehow knew <laughs> how to leap. do this. Um, but I was under the implication that he stopped it. I, I yeah. want to lean towards he just... Uh, it, it sounds dumb but i i want to believe because i'm now growing attached to park the narc mm. that it was just coincidence <laughs> poor just bad timing that he happens to be in the the cctv room to witness the elevator just kind of like have a malfunction in that moment i don't i don't know but it seems like because richie uses the call button to be like park the narc i know it was you and then park the narc takes that moment to just run away from the security mm-hmm. bank. Yeah, he's freaked out. He's like, oh my God, how do you know? Like, yeah. As if yeah. Knew I was watching. Yeah. Which makes me think that maybe he did stop it. Mm-hmm. But in any case, the elevator stopped. The security vid- video village area is empty. No one's in there. Richie is stuck in the elevator. Grunge Princess, meanwhile, is still outside waiting for her audition when it starts to rain. And this is the part that I have been trying to get. <gasps> oh, like, get, wow. Except for I think that it's going to be really anticlimactic. I really apologize to you guys and to the listeners <laughs> I for this. Wait. I think it's going to be anticlimactic. But like, so they've been talking about this whole time about like, right. Like if we go back to the um, the department store 
prize deal, right? It was that if it rains oh. on Christmas, because yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. such a rare thing. And so if this is just after Christmas, it's probably almost as rare, if not as rare, for it to rain now. They didn't see any rain in the forecast, and it happens to rain right now. Like, mm. I don't know. It just feels like that it you found is a relevant. Loophole. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I wonder if it's like the witch using her, like, you know, using oh, her, her powers, witch powers. to That's manipulate the weather. Yeah. Like when like when they quote unquote need it, you know? Ooh, that's interesting. Cause I, I was like, it did not just start raining. No. Like it one hundred percent it's literally snowing. How does it snow and then rain? It's very How? convenient. It it wasn't mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was definitely not in the forecast when they were like considering going to New York and right. all that. Mm. Um and we know what the timeline is between Christmas and New Year's. It's six days. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think I did the math. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like a, huh, is this a natural weather phenomenon or is this something, uh, being manipulated by a depressed witch? Hmm. Hmm. I, I do like that idea that the witch has control over the weather. Yeah. I don't know. I might be giving the show a little bit too much benefit of the doubt because they do tend to like shoehorn things in, <laughs> but in any case, it has started raining, which we know what that means. They're going to switch back. Uh, so Grunge Princess is obviously elated that she switched back in time for her audition, but then she realized that Richie is stuck in the elevator with his claustrophobia, and mm-hmm. he is like hyperventilating. He is like doing some acting gymnastics here. He is- and they move into handheld camera work, mm-hmm. like you know it's getting real in this elevator. The lights go red, like it is dangerous. Very Something intense. is about mm-hmm. to go down, and we don't really. I mean, that's where we end is like Grunge Princess is calling Richie and he's like, I'm in the elevator and it sounds like he's dying, but she also hasn't left yet at the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, didn't uh, Grunge Princess in Richie's body when they were body switched say, oh, I'll be back before the hour is over or whatever. Yeah. So you're led to believe that it's not very far away, the, the audition site and the department store. Right. But it has it has to have been at least a half hour since he mm. left because he left, had his meeting with Grandpa, then Secretary Kim, then went to the elevator. Like, that's got to take at least half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So there's not at much fastest. time. Yeah. yeah. I think we're, I mean, the implication that I left the episode being is that um, Grunge Princess has to either save Richie or do her audition. I don't know mm, if that's right. what you guys got. And yeah, and I think that she's gonna skip her audition. I think I mean I if if she doesn't, it's like you kind of suck. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if I can yeah. be behind you anymore, Grunge Princess. Agree. <laughs> even even though Richie is really not nice to her, like this is this is a I mean, this is a health health. Yeah, issue, this is like a person know. that shouldn't have to die like this. Right. But I do have a question for what you guys think about this. Um because so, okay, so so something that we've talked about is like when they're body switched, right? Like what does the body know versus what does the mind know? What are the <laughs> yeah, capabilities yeah. of each of these individuals? So Grunge, the soul in Richie's body, asks Richie the soul in Grunge's body about what the pills are in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, so ostensibly she has not been taking these pills. Um, I don't know what anti-claustrophobia medication like does. Um, but I'm curious if when grunge is in Richie's body, if she's not taking this medication, if that is what is uh, not that is what, but like if it's like uh, if that makes it so that the symptoms of his worse. claustrophobia become worse. Right. Yeah. Cause like I know from, <gasps> yeah, like, uh, y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's mm-hmm. something that's like, oh, if it's interrupted, then that kind of like takes away uh, the effects of it or it makes it less effective mm-hmm. or um, I don't even know what what the anti-claustrophobia medication, like what that does, if it if it lessens the effects of it or if it like, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. this is another place where they're a little inconsistent, because if we recall when they first body switched, Grunge Princess had like a little claustrophobia, like very mild panic attack in coach. Um, when they're flying back from Jeju Island. So mm. you're to assume that when 
if if that is true, then when Richie is in Grunge's body, then Grunge's body is suffering from claustrophobia. So then she would need to take the medicine to alleviate oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. But so then, yeah. I don't think she does because it stays in his house. Right. And you would think that like Richie knowing the severity of his claustrophobia, even when he's in Grunge's body, would be like, I need this medication. Yeah, especially given how small her apartment is. Like, I can't imagine her bathroom is any larger than an <laughs> elevator, right? That's definitely Truly. smaller than an elevator. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great point. It's one of those parasite oh, bathrooms. Oh, that's it. That's really... I just put this together that Richie's house is so, like, open concept, open layout. And I found <laughs> that to be, like, odd before that this extremely rich man lives in essentially a loft. Um and I was like, huh, that's kind of weird, right? He doesn't have like a proper bedroom. It's just like this opening above his living room. Mm -hmm. But this makes a lot of sense now. Yep. <laughs> with the claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm sure this is not something that they that the writers were like, wait, this is important. We care about mm. this. But I was just like, well, hang on now. Well, little did they know we're here to really dissect it. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Who needs to be taking it? How consistent do you need to be about it? Because some medications you need to be very consistent mm -hmm. or it completely cancels it out, you know? And does her body, because if Grunge is taking the same dosage as like Richie, Grunge's body is much smaller. So like, does the That's a great point. body weight affect it? We need party I doctor would guess in here. So. We need yeah, party we need doctor party in doctor. here. Stat. Party doctor, mm -hmm. if you're listening, call into oh, the please. show. Please, if you're done partying for the night. And even if you're not, mm. if you are at the club, Still call us, text us. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a, I have a feeling though that you know they they really like plant those seeds, and and uh, this is one of them. I think with the medication thing, I don't think they would just mention the medication in this like this late in the game like that, just for no reason. Yeah, I think I they're mentioning know. the medication to like indicate. I, I have less faith in them. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, I think they're just mentioning the medication to indicate that, like, this is a serious condition. It's not just that he's like, oh, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like small spaces. It's like this is for him a, a very serious medical, uh, a, a medical issue. Um, but I don't think that 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 I don't believe that they're like, OK, so when they're spotty switched, who needs to be taking this medication? Hmm. Which they you should have what? been doing. I agree. Consistency I, across the board. I have a feeling, and I'm not saying this because I know. I, I actually, I'm just putting a a guess, just a, for funsies. I think, at least, I think the writers have, they're doing something. Mm. They're playing us. I think. I they're think. playing us. I think the whole what was that episodes like a uh, uh, nine through eleven or whatever the the, the the really terrible ones. Yeah, they did that all on purpose. <laughs> it was like a to prank. make us think. Yeah, they they want us to think that they are utterly incapable of holding a story together, and they want us to let us guard let our guard down. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. So, but like instead of making twenty good episodes of TV, they're like, let's play a trick on the audience. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets very meta. Thirty percent of it <laughs> is really bad. <laughs> They took a really bold move Man. with it. With this, you know. I oh mean, my gosh. if that was their intention, kudos because. They did deliver on those bad episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're playing right along into their scheme. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't feel the same. I just, <laughs> I feel. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. It mm. seems like they keep forgetting about stuff that they've brought up and they're like, oh, shit, the witch. Um, Okay. Uh, uh, the witch was, <laughs> oh, like shit, we were supposed to body switch him. Christmas sale. Did anybody actually, yeah, Christmas sale. Did anybody write in the word secret garden anywhere? Ooh. We got close. Mystery garden. Oh, Mystery it. garden. Even and there's we only call the drama secret garden. <laughs> there's only five... 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20. Yeah, there's only five episodes left. There's only mm -hmm. five hours left in this movie. Mm hmm And I guarantee you episode 20 is going to, the last one's going to just be like, kind of like the, the what do you call that? The afterward? The metal? Oh. The, the, the epilogue. That's mm -hmm. going to be more of an epilogue episode. So then we only have four episodes to mm -hmm. get all these. Where's this witch? Yeah. And who's this uh, noodle Nancy? What happened the... to Champagne Frank and Golf Bro? <laughs> Champagne Frank! 
Where's champagne break? We need to have a final toast with the champagne. Oh, fun. Please. Love it. Oh, man. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm back in the ride. I can't wait until episode 16. Mm. <laughs> that, was, that was a, um, you know what? We're in this elevator together, all right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, yep. It's going up or we down. We are in the we're elevator in together. Mm-hmm. Yep. The writers wrote that in too, that metaphor. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't I'm sorry. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys. You guys have any other comments? Hmm. Hmm. There's no. something there. No, not not at all. Let's see where this takes us. Yeah, yeah. I'm skeptical. Mm. Skeptical. I'm optimistic. Pollyannish. Call it whatever you want. Mm. I'm Korean. <gasps> I don't know what has to do with anything. <laughs> All right. Well, then, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective a collective of Asian-American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hey, I'm Bill Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace.